FM 89.9 KMOJ looking at 35 minutes after the hour. Three o'clock within the Twin Cities. Good afternoon, Walter Q. Banks Jr. Got you on the afternoon drive. No question about it. No question about it. And right now it's entitled Little Moments Count. Now it takes place every other Tuesday from 3.30 to 4 to 3.40. And I'm letting you know that this episode of this afternoon is presented in partnership with Little Moments Count. Little Moments Count is a statewide collaborative focusing on the helping of parenting and caregivers learn about the importance of the brain development in the first three years of a young one's life. Now, nearly 80% of the brain growth happens within the first thousand days of a small moments of interaction when we're talking about talking, playing, reading, and also singing as well. And it helps with that pathway when it comes to building a child's brain and that, 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 that time during the early stages of life. And if you like more information, you can visit littlemomentscount.org. And uh, on the phone line, I have Tuba Wynn. And i like to say uh, good afternoon to you and how are you doing? Hi, good afternoon, Mr. Cubert Banks. I'm well, thanks. How are you? No doubt, no doubt. And how close was I with uh, pronouncing the name? Because uh, it's spelled a whole lot different than it's pronounced. You know, you got it on point. Thank you so much. I appreciate that and taking the time to ask me to enunciate and pronounce it the right way. So I appreciate that. No doubt, no doubt. Now, for the listening audience, give us just a little bit about yourself when it comes to that early childhood education as being a specialist, number one, but then also uh, when it comes to uh, being a author as well. Yeah, so that's great. So I have been in the early education world for the last 12 plus years. Started off as just a student teacher, became a children's uh, di- uh, uh, childhood director at an early programs, and then really just worked with a lot of families and communities, bridging ESL um, and having multilingual families and different representations. So just helping build a lot of that community building within early education spaces and programs. Um, and along the way, I've always been a creator and a writer. Um, and so when I noticed a lot of our day spent in the classroom around literature, whether it's transitions or we're having group time, story time, um, the children were always given access to books that didn't always actually represent the students themselves. And um, it kind of just was a culmination of an epiphany of, one, why haven't I married my ideas of creating and um, early education together? But then also, can I do it in a way that would affect Um, you know, and create change and healing within our BIPOC and um, Asian community, which I'm Vietnamese and Black. And so um, I really wanted to use this space and opportunity to put a lot of different nuances into the book. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just truly about a father-daughter bond um, and how um, this relationship truly manifests and builds uh, strong-minded young children um, and bonds between fathers and daughters. Now, mm-hmm. how, how, how unique or how important is it for that father and daughter bond when it comes to a, a, a little one from, let's say, the lineup of, of day one of birth and then taking it into the first, you know, first three months? 
Yeah, I think it's always extremely important to have healthy parent figures in a child's life. So whether that's, you know, a grandma, grandpa, um, extended family, but just to have a holistic space and, and, and uh, for children, right, to uh, feel safe and feel nurtured. But a father in particular, um, that bond with their daughter over time allows this child to, um, you know, what she is willing to see herself um, and having this self-confidence and belief in um, how people should treat her and how she should treat others herself. And so I think it's a lot of this modeling and demonstrating from father to daughter and that uniqueness and that it encourages them to embrace their identities uh, tenfold when they know that they have these strong uh, father figures behind them to support them um, and continue to uplift them and support them and give them affirmations to reaffirm uh, who they see themselves as and who they want to become. Now, when we talk about diversity and and just life within itself, and then you as being a book writer and an author, um, what is it that you would like one to get or receive when it comes to your books themselves, but then also the characters that are, are implemented in the books as well? Yeah, I think we see a growing um, diversity in children's books because we're seeing a lot of individuals feel empowered to reclaim their story, right, and the storytelling aspect and the beauty of celebrating our culture and diversity and not writing or hearing stories of people within our culture. And it's, you know, completely amassed in just trauma and violence and harm. Um, And we don't want to see our stereotypes reinforced through um, literature. And so I think it's extremely important right now that we're seeing this movement of uh, reclaiming our stories and writing um, characters and writing storylines in a way that allows more children and families to engage in critical thinking and analyzing illustrations and looking at what's really, what do the words really mean? What do they really convey? And and how do they represent um, in that family and in that value system? And so it is extremely important that we're seeing these different diverse uh, characters and stories because we talk a lot about having windows, uh, mirrors, uh, and sliding doors to allow children um, and their families into these stories and seeing themselves in these stories and not feel afraid to live vicariously through these stories. Um, And ultimately, it builds stronger brains in these young children as they are able to have complex thinking and analyzation skills, problem solving, all of those um, nuances help build children's uh, self-esteem and their minds and how they think overall. So we're looking in advance in the future and we're seeing powerful leaders that are able to have strong thoughts and are are able to, um, you know, have conversation with people who don't necessarily share the same belief systems as them, but we're allowed to have our own beliefs so we can um, make decisions uh, and influence the future in positive ways, right? And, 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 and last question, but not the last question, but it, it is uh, when it comes to childhood, early education, and being a specialist, what got you into that area or that space that said, this is where I want to be at, this is what I want to do? And, and, and then beyond that, what is it that you would like to see as an overall? Yeah, so speaking for myself, my children's book, uh, Journey, has been a complete grassroots initiative. So I wrote this for community, by community. Um, you know, it was my ideas that were came to, to fruition because community validated and said, yes, your story matters. 
And so it's really important in this work that I continue to amplify to young children and families across the nation at that and our state that your story matters and your story is valid. And the more that we encourage people to tell their stories and embrace their stories, we unleash this immense amount of healing um, and this divine power coming together um, and that we're a community, right? And so I think that to continue on this movement as both a specialist and um, working with families from multilingual and, and, and culturally diverse backgrounds is that everyone just truly wants to feel a sense of belonging and acceptance. And so how does that look and how can we convey for young children to foster more positive environments where people have that belonging and have that security? And so that's just why I think it's just a, a crucially important to uh, model and demonstrate to young children what that means uh, to model acceptance of belonging. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so if someone's listening right now and they'd like to get more information or, or be more in contact with you and yourself and your books, uh, what must they do or how can they get in contact or be informed? Yes, yeah, so I would definitely encourage everyone to go to my website, which is mnchildrensbookauthor.com. I post a lot of my different uh, press and events that I do. So um, I only sell my books on my website or when I'm tabling in, at community events. And I also have a few selected stores, um, mostly independent bookstores in the Twin Cities area that carry my book. And I'd like to say thank you very much for the time and opportunity. And if I missed a question or two, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I, I just think that um, I love KMOJ and the work that you do there and the People Station. And just encouraging parents and educators to continue to lean in with curiosity. We don't always have to have the answers, right? to join children in that learning and be in moments with them because always little moments count. No doubt, no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that's Tuba Win, And I'd like to say thank you very much once again for uh, taking the time and opportunity and blessing us with your presence and your voice. And you can hear a recording of this show at littlemomentscount.org backslash podcast. And also you can learn more about Little Moments Count. All you got to do is visit the website at littlemomentscount.org.